1: Hi everybody welcome back to Be Zen. Tonight we have Amber Fletcher who is the head of marketing for the multi-million dollar Texas staple Fletcher's Original State Fair Corny Dogs. Amber thank you for being here. I'm so excited
2: thank you for having me on today.
1: Well it's awesome to have you here and you're one of my favorite kind of guests because you came into the studio and we already started talking and I was like hold on we got to save it for the podcast and TV show because you have so much good info to share and i just feel like i can't wait to be able to share it with everybody who's watching and listening
2: thank you yeah you know i get to talk about my family's history a lot in the company Mm -hmm. but you know i rarely get to talk about the steps that kind of got us there and what has made us you know the last couple years so i'm excited to share some of that
1: that's so awesome and so you are the first tell us a little bit more about what you do over there because you are the first female to take the helm of your family's company and you're really shaping the legacy now
2: thank you i am really excited my grandfather started the company in 1942 and you know his wife played an important role she was you know the supporter you know it was cooked in her kitchen and things like that and my mother supported my dad and she did a lot in the company as well and she still is the manager of our company And, you know, 79 years later, I am one of the first, I am the first female that is more the face of the company. Mm -hmm. I'm the head of marketing and I'm just out there, you know, really just trying to, well, I'm a millennial. And so I'm trying to bring what's relevant to like what we want, what the next generation wants while respectfully bringing the past that's nostalgic and true to Texas while kind of bringing that with us in a way that fits. And so it's been a really fun challenge.
1: You're living like the real life, like Yellowstone and like do you watch Yellowstone?
2: I do. <laughs> okay. So
1: you know like how like the younger guard is like taking over and like like you're living like the real life experience of having something that is so iconic and something that is important to your family, important to you, important to Texans. And that's a lot, that's a huge burden. So for you, how do you stay like motivated and how does your faith and Just how do you, how do you do it, girl? Because that's really impressive.
2: Yeah, like I was saying, it really takes a village. You know, it Mm -hmm. takes a team to put all of this together. You know, when I first turned 30, um, my dad had passed a week before. And I just remember thinking about like, wow, we have this 75-year-old company legacy like on the shoulders of my brother and I. Like, what if we mess it up? What if we destroy it? What if we bring shame on the name in Texas? And it was a lot of pressure that's a lot to deal with I feel that he raised us right he mentored us I mean he was right there beside us you know bringing us up in the ways that you know he ran the company Um, and just over the last couple years without him here you know my brother and I will like remind each other of things he said to us encouragement you know he was just such a motivational person really and so just remembering things that he said But it takes a team, you know, my mother's the manager, my brother, he's more business minded, he does a lot of the brand partnerships, he's got this really strong, steady, um, can go into situations without like all the emotions, whereas I'm. That's I'm helpful. always just kind of all over the place. That's and, all I am too, girl. They, I get it. So they calm me down. Okay. But then I also hype them up with like, you guys, we've got to yeah, do as this. As the marketer, so like you have yeah. to, yeah,
1: like you have to have that personality. You yeah. couldn't be the steady one or else, you know, you wouldn't be coming up with the innovative, fun ideas and roping people into the, the feeling of it. Yeah. That's I'm a cool. bit of a
2: dreamer. And so awesome. my brother is really good at like, again, pulling me back down yeah. to earth, but then I'm good with just, you know, off the wall things. Um,
1: but you keep the vision expanding. Yes. And and that's so necessary. Is that something that you, wait, hold on. There's so much to talk to you about, girl. I'm like skipping around. But before we move on, I wanna ask you more about the principles that you learned from your dad, because I know that like, there are so many self-help books out there. There are so many things that, you know, we've all seen on TV or that we've read, but I feel like the tried and true principles are still always going to be those tried and true principles what are the things that have helped you the most in business that you learned from your father and from your family?
2: I think one of the biggest things that I learned from my dad, which is something that has really helped me more than anything the last couple of years, was just being true to who you are and yeah. being proud of who you are and having confidence. Oh. Not in a cocky, arrogant way, but like over the last couple of years, it's been like, can I do what he did? And other people are doing this and they look like that, and I don't look like that. So how can I make it happen? I don't have a business degree. Um, but he just always told me that I was fabulous. Yeah. And then I was beautiful, and then I could do anything I put my mind to. That's awesome. And so I have to go back to that. And I think the biggest thing I learned is that, for example, my dad was short and very heavy set, but he was very outgoing and stylish. He was everyone's best friend. Mm-hmm. And so just being a woman and playing into the comparison game and identity. Yes,
1: it gets to all of us. It gets
2: to all of us. And a couple of years ago, I had to say to myself, you know, look at at my dad. He was short and heavy, but he was always on TV. Everyone liked him. Mm -hmm. And I just had this thought of what if who I am right now in this moment, not who I think I need to be, not the future self I want to be, but who I am right now. This is who I am to accomplish the goal that is set out for me. Oh my gosh, Amber, yes. You know, self improvement's great, but what about right now? Yes. So
1: that's beautiful. That is
2: what got me to really get gung ho a couple years ago and just jump into the role that I'm in now.
1: That is so wonderful, Amber. That's something that we all just need to let that soak in because I think everybody can apply that to their own lives in one way or another. You know, we're always thinking, like you said, that we need to improve. And that's great, but you are made perfect for your purpose. I believe in that also. And so having that self-confidence and that self-love in a healthy way, not Mm -hmm. a narcissistic way or thinking that you're better than everybody, but just in a healthy way of Mm self-respect, I think that can take you really far. I love that, Amber.
2: Yeah, it was helpful.
1: So what have you learned from yourself? So you had those principles and then you've been out there hustling, going through this past crazy year of, you know, everything that went on with the State Fair of Texas not even being open. And I'm guessing that's probably one of y'all's biggest clients.
2: So not having the State Fair of Texas in 2020 was absolutely, it was devastating on many levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a tradition, it's nostalgic, it's habitual, traditional, you do it every year, you know, it's a big part of our financial, um, you know, part of our company. And so not having it was, I mean, I cried when I learned it wasn't happening. And yeah. even with all the pop-ups and catering and all the amazing things we had opportunities to go and do, it just wasn't the same. Right. And so, you know, with it coming back, um, it's just going to be like a kid the night before Christmas again. I just can't wait.
1: And what are so, the dates for the State Fair of Texas for everybody watching or listening in Texas?
2: It is September 24th through October 17th.
1: Okay. I'm going to be there with my Fletcher's corny dog. Yes. That's for sure.
2: Now you're going to have the veggie dog since you were talking. I want to try
1: the veggie dog. Yes. I have not tried the veggie dog yet, but I do try to go meatless when I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Will you explain to me the veggie dog situation?
2: So yeah, we got the veggie dog in 2015. I had people for years that would email us and say, you know, they'd like a vegetarian option. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got my degree in health science and I was talking with my family about, you know, there's, there's so many reasons this is a good idea. Yes. You know, people for religious reasons, animal cruelty reasons, whatever it may be. I think there's a market there.
1: Um, it's and cool it, to hear you talk about it also. I feel like this is a topic that a lot of meat companies would maybe shy away from, but it's really cool that you're open and that you're like interested in exploring these avenues and you're like cool to talk about it. Well, even refreshing. more so
2: six years ago, mm-hmm. um, And a lot of, there was a lot of criticism from people that don't understand. But you know, the thing that we always say is corny dogs are for everybody. Mm -hmm. We want everyone to have that experience at the State Fair of Texas. And I would hate for someone to go and not get to enjoy that while watching other people do it because Mm -hmm. maybe they can't have nitrates or they can't have pork. Well, the veggie dog has no nitrates, no pork, no, obviously no animal protein. It's a yep. non-GMO soy and pea protein. So I tried to cool. get a very healthy version of a veggie dog. Um, but we just want everyone to be able to have that experience with their loved ones and family, which is why we also now have the Make Mine Texan, which is an all beef. Because Ooh. the original is a beef-pork blend, and okay. this is all beef because, again, some people don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. We wanted them to be able to have that
1: experience. Yes. And
2: so we have six varieties now, and so I feel like we can kind Ooh. of get everybody's palate. Yes. What um, are the other
1: ones? I have to know. You're going to make me so hungry. <laughs> I know. You guys, sorry. <laughs> I, I hope you have food in your fridge right now because you're going to be hungry after this.
2: Well, we have the original, which started in 1942. Okay. And then we have the jalapeno and cheese, which is a pork-beef blend with jalapenos and cheddar throughout the one of my personal That sounds good. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds good. Very good. That one we introduced in 2004. Okay. So from 42 to 2004, we only sold one. That was it. Really? Think how uncomplicated that would have been when there was no choices. Whereas now we have variety. But then we also Mm -hmm. have the bird dog, which is an all turkey. Okay. That was our first step into trying to be healthy for people. Yes. And then the veggie dog in 2015. Okay. And then my brother came up with... well. When we were kids, our parents had a lot of franchises, Mm -hmm. and they had an um, all-cheese-dipped corny dog. And so Aaron Mm. was like, why don't we serve that? Yeah, bring that back. So we brought that Aaron, Aaron's innovating here. I support this, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah, no, and Aaron is definitely the most creative person I think I've ever met. If he can just get, um, I, I tell him all the time, you should just have people pay you for ideas and like
1: hey it sounds like a good I like that yeah that setup wouldn't that be nice yeah. just
2: one idea on a post and someone gives you yeah There you go yeah, yeah that'll be ten
1: thousand dollars thank you and
2: then um and then this year we did the make mine texan and then okay. we have a special dog uh that's for the state fair the dallas hot bird dog which we just announced last i week. saw that on
1: yeah. um on wfa i think it was like good morning texas
2: uh-huh. or what
1: it was one of the wfa shows i saw that it was hilarious
2: the one with sean yes
1: and then they put po- like wfa posted they were like you may need a cigarette after this one.
2: Yeah, I told people. It was so funny. Um, you may want to send your kids to bed before watching this. Yeah, it, it got a spicy. It
1: got spicy. Go on the WFAA yeah. Instagram if you want to check it out. It was hysterical. You did great.
2: Yeah, my face the whole time. I think I was just like, what is You were like, doing? what is
1: happening? What is happening?
0: Yeah, um, it was super creative. Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by wordpress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So for you in this position,
1: like what is your day-to-day life look like? Because I love learning from other female entrepreneurs, like, what you're like how you manage everything how you keep your spirits up how you stay motivated we all have like the challenges and you were saying that it takes a team and that you work with a publicist tell me about what that team looks like for you and how you operate day to day
2: you know we have our publicist um Cynthia Smoot with gangway advertising my mother's the manager my brother's involved my cousin is also involved all three of us are owners um But then we just have a handful of people that have been working for us, you know, honestly, for decades. Like our um, cousin's mother-in-law has been working for us since she was 16. Wow. I'm not going to say how old she is, but it's probably over 40 years. Yeah. And so we just have this handful of um, crew main employees and family members and owners that are just, this is our day-to-day life. Breathe, eat, sleep, Corny dogs, nonstop. Living the
1: dream for many. Living a us. corny dream, yes.
2: (laughs) But I think as an entrepreneur, I'm learning that um, you have to find um, time for yourself. Okay. Because I find that I can get really burned out. I can be going and going because the list of things to do never ends. Mm -hmm. And if I just was like, oh, well, when I get this over, then I'll take a break. Well, you don't really get a break. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that really, could go
1: on for a long, long time before yeah. you allow yourself to actually take a break then. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I mean, because I feel like it's been a good year. Mm-hmm. We've been so busy. And so I had to like schedule in time for me. And I don't mean like pedicures or massages. I mean, like sitting down quietly breathing oh gosh, thinking. Amber. <laughs> thinking, you know, um, you're like just to just maybe have a moment. In. Just, checking yeah. In. just Yeah. Just
1: to not have things that you're thinking about or managing.
2: Yeah. Just wow,
1: Amber. to okay. check in. Um,
2: mm-hmm. And where are we going? Oh, so yep. a team mm-hmm. and what I've learned, <laughs> you definitely need to make time for yourself. Um, delegating is probably the biggest lesson I've learned this okay. year. Once I started realizing that there's so much stuff that I can delegate to someone. And then it's more like an orchestra happening yeah. where, um, you know, there's, there's 50 million things. Why I can't do them all? So if I can text right. Three things to three different people. That's nine things off my list that now I can move on to something else. Awesome. But before, I think as a woman, as a woman I think so often we don't want to
1: bother anyone. I'm so, oh my gosh, yes. Burden I've so struggled with that too. I,
2: but then mm-hmm. the more and more I do it, the more I realize they're okay with me asking. They're more than happy to help mm-hmm. or to do that. In fact, I feel like oftentimes when I've told a few people, hey, can you do this? And I explain it. They're just like, oh, I, I didn't know you were struggling with that. I'm glad you told us. No, I can do it every week. So, it's cool. like for example, we're now doing Gold Belly, which is nationwide shipping.
1: Oh my gosh, is that amazing. is so exciting! So, anybody listening to the podcast, if you guys are dreaming of Fletcher's Corny Dogs and you can't make it down to the state fair, yes, in fact, can order.
2: Yeah, so we shipped to all 50 states, oh and we've been counting. In every new state, we're like celebrating. Last night, we got a Hawaii order. Who in Hawaii? Who in Hawaii is ordering corny dogs? Someone with good taste. Are they going to be on the beach when they eat it?
1: I hope so. Or not it going sound like to a dream? luau and they're going like, be like,
2: hey, I've got Fletcher's corny
1: dogs. I feel like, you know, the Fletcher's corny dogs can go everywhere. A beach, a luau. Well, I feel like I need to go to Hawaii to find out who it is. You should. You should. Make that in your <laughs> yeah. That Okay, now it's an excuse to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Who who's You need ordering a vacation, them, girl. And are they single? That's what and I And are they
1: <laughs> This could be the soulmate. Yeah.
2: In Hawaii. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, but, so it's really fascinating. So we have mm-hmm. gold belly and, you know, it, it's such a process of getting new things set up and, but yeah, learning to delegate, um, has been really important as, again, as women, I think we try and do it all of ourselves, all ourselves Totally, and it can get really exhausting. Um, not that I do it all myself. Again, we have family members that are incredibly, extremely involved.
1: Um, but it's the little things like, I know what you're talking about, yeah. like when you could maybe... I don't know, ask somebody else to take something to FedEx instead of doing it yourself when you have like a list of, you know, it's like the little things in your schedule that really start to stack up and get you off track in your day because you're just not asking for help. Yeah, Been there. Like, I totally get it. I'm like, yes, I've experienced this. And we do, we have to get comfortable with letting other people help us and being vulnerable and seeing the strength in our vulnerability. But that's all like a dance. And that takes a lot of, I feel like a lot of trial and error and like life experience to get to, right? Well, in overcoming who... Like, you know, we all have, I don't want to call them
2: faults, but we all have personality issues.
1: For sure. And it's
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. And it's like, um, so with our family business, it is absolutely the most important, beautiful thing in my life. I hold it so close to my heart because it was my dad's passion and I missed him so much. And so mm. I just want to do everything so carefully and respectfully with yeah. this thing that was his, that he, he could have given it to anyone in the world and he gave it to my brother and I. And, oh so, gosh, gonna be crying. And, and so Watch I just want to be really so special. careful with it. So I think that's why at first I wouldn't delegate. Cause I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be the most careful with it. And as you kind of learn to like trust people and, um, and also let go and see that all things are working out, you know, yeah. good.
1: Yeah. But um, That makes sense. So that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I think that's human. I can, I can imagine if you had something like that, that really, was so important to you for personal reasons and for your family and financial, Mm -hmm. it would be really hard at first to let anybody else do it just because, yeah, because you're like, well, I just know that I'll, I'll do it the best possible way that I can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, trust is a big, it's a big thing and trust is earned and it can be really hard to let go. I totally get that.
2: And Not that I haven't made mistakes. I definitely feel I've made some mistakes in the last five years, but I, I worked with a life coach years ago, and we were like, well, how can we use these mistakes? Because mistakes aren't really bad or good. Let's look at them more as yes, no's, left, or right.
1: Cool. And it really okay. changed
2: how I viewed them. Yeah. And I feel that I learned so much more. I feel I learned 10 times more out of mistakes than I did mm-hmm. when you just get something right.
1: Yeah. I, you know? That makes sense. Like it can. So when you say yes, no, left, or right, these days, let's say something goes wrong. Do you use that process now to like evaluate your next move?
2: I try to, but also again, with personality, I think that I'm always just, I overanalyze. So sometimes I have to be like, Amber, you don't have to overanalyze everything. Sometimes things just happen because they just happen. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Are you sure you're not a Virgo? (laughs) You said you're an Aquarius, but I don't know, girl. Well, I know, it's like a Virgo. Virgo. I'm an analyzer too. I like that same thing I struggle with. I'll be like, I will just pick it apart to death. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like you can't control all elements. Yeah, you just can't.
2: Well, I definitely know I'm an Aquarius because I know one <laughs> of our traits is independence.
1: Okay, I feel that I am so independent
2: that my independence just becomes more. I just become more independent as I get older. Yeah, and sometimes I think I'm too independent. You do sometimes. Okay. Um. Well, especially like you know being single.
1: Okay. I You're feel ready like to. I
2: just don't need someone to open a door for me even though I want them to I
1: yeah I feel like (sighs) that's a good place to be in to attract the soulmate yeah because like when you don't need from other people then that's when it's all just like mutual give and you're not like dependent on someone for your self-esteem or your self-worth whereas like you know that's where people get into trouble
2: I never thought of it that way you might be in the spot yeah
1: to meet you're attracting yeah We should do a tarot reading for you later. I don't actually, I don't know. Do you like tarot readings or not? I've never done anything like that.
2: But we um, could do that on
1: the podcast. (laughs) uh, We're going to do your astrology and tarot reading.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I do. I do find, you know, Aquarius independent and um, creative. And so I see that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the negative traits are. I just kind of skip over that. Who cares? It's
1: not important. It's not. not. We're here. We're here to pump. We got to pump ourselves up. Yeah. So. Amber, you said that, and we were kind of talking about how right now like community is more important than ever because everybody has been through different types of losses during you know, the past year and a half. And we all know what those are for us. And it's it's just been like a really trying time for everyone as a community and as a human family. So when you think about community and the ways that you've been able to connect with people during this time to learn and grow and keep moving forward and innovate, What are some of the things that have stuck out to you?
2: Just finding community with other people, um, especially now I think it's important. I I feel like everything is trying to separate us and divide us. Yes. And so I feel like finding community because we were so isolated during, you know, COVID and lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the isolation clearly, you know, would lead to just a lot of issues. Um, But I I think that the community is so important because it's good to... You want to see people that are relatable and relatable yeah. to you. Right. Just like what we're going with now at the state fair. We're seeing other vendors having issues with staffing or maybe getting product in. Okay. And that's that makes us really nervous because we depend on staff and product to yeah. have the fair. But to see, not that you want to see, you know, other people struggling, but to see that they're having the same issues. It's almost like, it's like, okay, it's not just me. Other right. people are going through it. And then you can then you can communicate. Well, what are you doing? Well, I met this guy and he said he can bring it in. Well, can I get his number? Sure. I feel like now we're yeah, ever, other. It's almost like what happened after 9-11. For the first time, people are coming together again to help out one another. Yeah. And it doesn't matter race or religion or beliefs or anything like that because we're seeing our brothers and sisters struggling and isolated and um, just starting to take care. And you have to really resist, because I really do feel like they're trying to divide us with just Oh, my gosh. Whatever. What's and, going and on politically and everything. Yeah.
1: Right. And and it's so sad to see, because I agree with what you're saying. Like, when we work together, we can accomplish any of our goals, whether it's, like, a team with your family or, like, other vendors mm-hmm. or, like, good friends who support you. Like, when people work together and put aside their differences and their their, you know, stresses and their issues – we really can accomplish so much more and it sounds cliche, but it's, I think it's cliche cause it's just true. No one can do it alone and it creates more love in the world and like just more support for everyone when we actually take the steps to care about each other.
2: Yeah, well it's just, I feel like it's going back to those like core, you know, core beliefs mm-hmm. and, and not like a belief system, but just like, you know we all as humans need love and to be yes. loved. Yes, we, we don't do. care about who you voted for. Mm-hmm what you eat or don't eat, Mm -hmm. mustard or ketchup. I don't care. Right. Just, you know, let's just be in community together. So I feel that's happening more and more, um, especially just with the fair coming up, seeing people gather and get excited.
1: And that's cool. That's great that you're having that experience and that you can share that with us. I think that's really hopeful. And I think everyone's looking for hope right now. And uh, everyone is also looking for corny dogs right now because they're delicious. So, So Amber, as the marketing... As the head of marketing for such a huge company what are some of like your favorite tasks that you get like what are some of the things that you get to do that you just love like when you get to be creative or
2: well i mean i just love getting to meet i just love getting to meet new people
1: you and do new faces.
2: Okay. and i love getting to share my story but more than anything i love getting to hear other people's stories mm-hmm. and what brought them here um especially during the state fair or during pop-ups or catering i love to like go and get in line with people and ask them what brought you here? You know, how long have you have been eating Fletcher's? When did you hear about them? What is it that you love about it? And it's always a story that ties back to, well, my parents brought me, or I met my husband here, or I had a first date. It's something very special to them. It's usually yeah. not, well, I just wandered up and saw it, you know. Right. It's usually something very special to them and that we get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I love getting to hear these stories and just with marketing opportunities, Meeting people, events, um, just getting to kind of be a part of all of that. It's just the most fun I think I've ever had. Really? In a job. And That's could, awesome. But Monday to Friday, I'm literally behind a desk on a keyboard handling emails and things like that, which is not my most favorite. I definitely am more of a people person and mm-hmm. face. Um, but I also like getting to do the emails. And so it's emails during the week, events on the weekend. Uh, I stay very, very busy. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm a I'm a dog mom, and so outside mm-hmm. of that, um, I get you to have three them. dogs, I have right? Three dogs, so mm-hmm. they all get to hang out with me when I I'm working. I thought that was so cute in your yeah. bio. She's
1: like dog mom of three.
2: Very proud. <laughs> yes, two are rescue, one is my Aww. biological son.
1: Oh my! Yeah. Okay. So he's
2: a he is a ginger golden doodle. Okay. And he is um, just this little chunky fur ball. Um, so I tell people he's he's my biological son, and the two are my rescue babies. Oh, so they were about six month old Monty poos in a kill shelter near the valley. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who didn't want them, but somebody yeah. saw them and flew, flew a plane to the valley, picked them up, flew them back to DFW. I fostered them. And when I went to go pick them up, I was like, yep.
1: You're like I'm never giving them back. I, no, yeah, I was I'm like, like them, I will I fight them. them if
2: they try and take them from me. These They're are mine, mine now. <laughs> yeah, they are mine. Um. And I, I've had him almost three years now, and it just already makes me sad. They're getting so old. Aww, They're only three I know. and a half. It, <laughs> no,
1: it is sad. Like, when you're, your pet starts to get older. I have a dog who's also, like, getting older. She's a rescue. She was five when I got her. I don't like to count. I'm like, I don't want to count how old she's getting now. But she's getting up there. And, like, yeah. I just, no. I'm just, I don't think about it. Because, you know, we just, we love them like family members, I think.
2: Like my children. Yeah. Yes. I had a trainer for my old German Shepherd, and... He was like you are the human they are the dog i'm like she is oh my, my child it doesn't
1: really make sense to me yeah I'm <laughs> like, like, i don't understand no um, i don't it's... understand that no yeah, yeah i i'm bad like i would let well before i got married and stuff i would let my dog like sleep in the bed with me i broke all the rules
2: mine still do but they're Oopsies. also this big they don't yeah, take up I mean... well except the doodle <laughs> he's bigger than i am we're like a dog
1: um, trainer's nightmare right here yeah yeah
2: but they're Sorry. also the best dogs. Like mm-hmm. they, like if they're good. Yeah, they're all, they're, I got blessed with really good dogs. And I think it's because my shepherd was 10 years of, of a nightmare. But I also okay. think that mm-hmm. I had her because nobody else would have put up with her. Right. But I mean, she You were like her little branch. angel mama. Yes. Who,
1: yep. So like you were there for her when, you know, she was like a problem child, you know.
2: She was, but Aww. I um, gave her the best life I could. Absolutely. And so I was rewarded with three angels.
1: There we go, and that's how it all works out. That's karma for you. Amber, moving forward, looking to the future with all the
0: exciting things that you can imagine coming up. I knew I was gonna do that. Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, guys. A quick
1: post-production side note here. I... um. I knew that the camera was gonna cut out but I went to go ahead and reset it and Amber and I were just having a conversation and we just kept on talking so I don't want to cut the conversation with Amber because it kind of gives more behind-the-scenes insight into some of the production elements so that's what you guys are listening to here just so you have a little bit of context okay back to the regularly scheduled programming never going back yeah Cause I used to have like three guys here, Mm -hmm. like listening, we can talk about that on the podcast, but like, you know, listening, watching, and I feel like my guests couldn't really open up as much. You know what I mean? It just wasn't like a private fun environment. And now like I was forced to learn how to do everything myself and now I love it. I can even edit myself. I never thought I could be that person. Like, that's amazing. it's made me feel like, you know, one of those things that I take pride in now that I can, I can do all elements of the job now. Whereas before I was kind of spoiled and I couldn't.
2: I feel the same when our company. Like, I mean, my first job was putting the stick in the hot dog. Yeah. Um, And again, when my when my dad passed, and it was up to my brother and I. Again, our mother's the manager, and she's guiding hands and all of that. But I was like, I can't do this. I can't be who he was. But again, I was comparing my beginning to who he was at the end of forty. He ran the company for forty years.
1: That's such a good point.
2: and i was comparing my beginning to his ending
1: that's yeah great point yeah i feel like we're all tempted like to do that where we think like oh we look at where someone is now and we don't see all of the mistakes that they've made of course or like all of the twists and turns of their life and we compare ourselves but like all we do is like hurt our self esteem and kind of like you know hold ourselves back before we get a chance to make our own mistakes make our own like blaze our own trail you know
2: yeah, one, that's cool that
1: you you could recognize that though
2: again, takes a team <laughs> um, but I that amount of anxiety of I can't do any of it, I can't do any of it, and then to see me doing it and overcoming it, it's really like
1: you're doing it wow
2: and and then it makes you think, well what who am I going to be in thirty forty years from now? Um, where will the company go, and how will it be and I'm really excited you know to see like what it turns into
1: yeah my dad just passed August 14th and so I've been thinking a lot about things like this like legacy and and I was thinking about it today like I have some like sports memorabilia and like just different things like this jacket was his like I don't know yeah but like I've, I've just been you know when I'm going through his things and because I'm next of kin and all that and so I've been th- doing a lot of thinking about legacy and life and the, our purpose and everything And I've been thinking a lot about how ideally, you know, we stand on the shoulders of our parents, like they give us something and then we take that and we do our best, like the best that we can do with it. And then we give that to the next generation and then they do the best that they can do with that. And then hopefully, you know, our family and the people that we love just continue to grow as people. And, you know, we all have like faults and mistakes and things that we've done wrong, but I was trying to look at those things and like, I was like, how can I be, how can I take the good from my dad and be that part and then try to minimize the, his faults that are also in me, Right? you know, and like, just be the person that I'm meant to be so that I can be there for my kids in a different way. Right. It's like, I think it's one of those things in life that it's, it's just like kind of a turning point when you lose a parent and like what you've said about your dad and the amount of pressure I can't imagine, you know, Well,
2: and dealing with the grief at the same time. It's tough. I am. I thought that grief was this, like, you know, again, I'm analytical. Okay, it's a process. You have five stages, and how long does it take to go through each stage? Well, I'm five years in, and not that I'm a mess that I can't function, because that wouldn't be healthy, but it's five years, and I'm still grieving. Yeah. Like, I, he was such a big part of my life, and, you know, 30 years with him, five without. I mean, I'm, I'm still not okay some days because right. I, I lived... Actually, when I moved out of my parents' house, I moved into the house next door that was their rent house. So I lived next to my parents till I was 30. And I was his caretaker as well with my mom. and Wow. So carrying on his family business, not knowing what to do, next steps, you know, family trying to figure out roles um, and dealing with grief and then a pandemic. I mean, it has just been... <sighs> crazy and just everything nothing, at once nothing, can things just be like can we have groundhog's day where everything is just kind of normal just want to like some day-to-day yeah, just some boring
1: structure. yeah can we just yeah. have like some boring day-to-day reality yeah. like how you know yeah I, I think I'm gonna you know, knock on wood I think it's coming back for all of us yeah. I hope that we have that soon and it will be like you know it'll just be one of those things that made us stronger in life but yeah and that makes sense that the like the grieving process is it's different for everybody and like like you said thirty years with five without yeah. of course it's gonna take time and it might be something that you know you always think about and have that space yeah. in your heart for them I I think that's how it just well, works right carrying
2: on his his business how can you not think about him um and I remember the very first event that I did after he passed I was actually I was dipping corny dogs and um I just felt his presence and I did. Like, and so I was that's like, cool. these hands are doing physically, literally what his hands did for 40 years before that, and his dad for 40 years before that, and I just, I just felt this overwhelming presence that, you know, running the company and being in it, it helps me feel close to him, so I think that's one reason why I'm so obsessed. It's awesome. <laughs> Is that yeah. It keeps his spirit alive
1: hundred yeah, percent
2: in, in a healthy way because I'm, yes. you know, we are moving on and doing new things and, um, and having fun and putting our own generational spin on it. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd, I think he'd be happy and proud with what we've done.
1: Yeah. I hope. I, it's, well, I'm sure that yeah. he would be very proud of you given everything that you've taken on and the way that you're handling yourself and the things that you're doing. My husband and I, I was researching for our interview uh, to be candid with you. We were on a road trip and, I was, I was reading an article, and my husband's a lawyer, and he he always like makes comments about, you know, just different, whatever, different political things and whatever. And you were, I was reading the article out loud, because he was driving, and he was like, wow, what a well-spoken person. That's really amazing. And like, then we had a conversation about how strong and well spoken you are. And like, I feel like your father would be extremely proud. And I, mean, I don't have a right to say it, but I'm just saying you're just a very, very, you've dealt with a lot of different things in the press, and you've handled yourself with such grace, such grace under pressure. Thank you. Yeah.
2: I am, again, I always try to think of, um, you know, what would my dad say? What would he think? Take the high road. um, Be the bigger person. You definitely have. Those those come in a lot. Um, And at the same time, it's just, I just want to sell corny dogs. Yeah. Um, I don't want to deal with anything I, I don't want any drama. Let's just mm-hmm. have fun and sell corny dogs. Um, and as as far as being well-spoken, I mean, that's really encouraging to hear because I, I actually, so I don't normally tell people, but when I was young, I had a speech impediment so bad that I, I swear nobody could understand me. I had to go to speech therapy for four years. Really? You. you can tell if I get really tired, it kind of mm-hmm. will come back out a little bit, um, but I, as a child, would go through phases of just not wanting to talk, period. Wow. Because people couldn't understand or you get bullied or whatever. For sure. Being a pale redhead with a speech impediment was, um, I think it's what made me strong. Yes. It's funny now. It's that nine
1: energy that we're going to talk about on the podcast. I
2: think it's just funny because now it's like I can't ever shut up. Good. And so I'm like... I overcame that. You so overcame Which is good, it. Good, <laughs> because as adults, we're supposed to overcome childhood trauma, right?
1: Yes, we are. Good, we that, did that. That you, yeah, you did it. That's exciting that you overcame that. I feel like because now knowing you, speaking with you, reading things that you've said in the press, no one would ever know that. And so, you know, it's cool to see someone who has gone through things that a lot of us have gone through, different challenges, and to see that you've overcome them and and you're thriving and you're out there living and doing your best and kicking booty i mean it's it's awesome to see it's very inspiring
2: thank you yeah i again when i do interviews or media or anything it's just like i don't understand why like why do they want to talk to me i don't understand um i mean i i'm not a professional um i just know i love to do it and i have fun doing it um and my brother is more shy not i don't want to say shy he um he likes just being in the office doing business things. Mm-hmm. I love just being out talking to people more. So it just really worked out well for
1: us. Yeah. So you've really overcome that uh, that need to be quiet. And now you're able to go out there and be the face of the company. It must be really fun also to be able to control the marketing side of things. Because it just seems like the possibilities are endless. At least from the outside. I mean, I'm sure you have so many responsibilities. But what are you the most excited about, like moving forward with the brand and like, what are your dreams and goals for yourself and and for the brand?
2: I would say dreams for the brand would just be really at this point, taking it more to a nationwide level. So many people, you know, grew up in Texas and they moved or they can't come back because of COVID or just whatever reasons. I believe there are so many people in other states that love Fletcher's, that want Fletcher's, which is 100%. why we went on Gold Belly. Mm-hmm. But then it also comes to how else can we, you know, grow the company on national level? Is it through branding? Is it through licensing? Is it through mm-hmm. merchandise? And so we're kind of going through all of those to see what fits. I think one thing that I love about Fletcher's is that we're really willing to, um, I don't want to say we take risk. Not everything turns out how we want. Yeah. But we really like trial and error. What works? What doesn't work? Yep. And again, it's not good or bad. It's yes or no, left or right. Did this partnership work out? Great. Let's do it again. Didn't work out. We won't do it again. Um,
1: I like that. Yes or no, left or right. It's not like a win or a loss. Right. Because that can be discouraging, especially for people who are new in business. So you look at it more globally, like you kind of take a bird's eye view.
2: I try to, and, mm-hmm. and if something doesn't work out, um, we just will not do it again. Yeah. Um, you don't have to attach anything other than that to it. You're just not going to do it again.
1: You're changing my life right now. Am yes, I? because I am so – do you know your Myers-Briggs personality type? Entertainer? I Shut think. up. You're the same as my husband Is that then. the
2: 16 or the 13 personalities? It's the – I'm – yes,
1: yeah, I think I'm so. the entertainer. I'm the ENFP, the – Yeah. Like – Cheerleader for mm-hmm. like, and then I think you're a yeah. What is it? My husband's the same thing. The entertainer. N- it's an ESTJ or, or something. It's yeah. it's like similar. Um, yeah. Okay, I could see that. Well, then the entertainer. Then you are like yeah. No wonder. No wonder you're out there like being the face of the company and doing the marketing and.
2: Well, my dad used to always natural. call me this. I cannot remember this actress's name. I'll probably remember it as soon as we're done talking. But he used to always call me Sarah Bernhardt.
1: Okay, you remembered it. Sarah Bernhardt? Why have I heard... Well, wait. Wasn't Sandra Bernhardt? I don't know. Wasn't she on Will and Grace? No, this was someone
2: older. I think that was her name. Classic. I'm going to look it up. But the reason he called me that was because he said as a child, I was so dramatic.
1: (laughs) That's so funny.
2: And he always wanted me to go into acting. And he was an actor. He did? And my dad was a sixth or seventh generational showman. His father was in vaudeville. And my dad was a singer- yeah, so my dad used to always call me her because he said that I was so dramatic.
1: A French stage actress who starred in some of the most popular French plays in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, including La Dame aux Camélias* by Alexandre Dumas. You were you a very dramatic child.
2: Well, I think I, She's as beautiful. a child, would... Um, did other kids do this where you would just pretend to pass out and you literally just fall... Over. no oh, no you're the entertainer honey You're the... I thought that was normal to just like yeah and I you committed that. you would commit I was and committed. fall all the way down but not only was like committed <laughs> and fall down I would wear this blue sequence dress and I had a fur little coat
1: I love
2: but when I wasn't like that I was wearing like boots and like a boy short and a hat and like mm-hmm. was out in the grass you were my being an aquarium was a farmer at one point so
1: I feel like your dad had nine lives too he really did. Actor, showman.
2: So he was military. He was a farmer. What? He was a, How do you have the a singer, okay. Crop duster. He was a commercial pilot for 20 years. And was then, he and just he like a... Fletchers. Well, what? He, How did he do all that? Well, he lived to 82. Okay. But I don't know. He had he so many... a lot he had in. so many... Like, he went to Woodrow Wilson High School here in Dallas. Uh, yeah, I know it is. He noticed. went to school with Carol Shelby and would tell stories about Carol Shelby, you know, who started the what? Mustang, Ford Mustangs.
1: Wait, really? Yeah.
2: What? I don't want to act like I know what I'm talking about, because I really don't. I just know you. And was... I wish
1: I knew more about what I was talking about here. <laughs> I'm like, it's. it sounds cool, and I know that yeah. it's awesome, but.
2: Yeah, he went into the military. Wow, um, okay. His military career wasn't, he was a singer in the military. He
1: sang. That's cool. See, that's for, that's yeah. what, what we would want to do if we were in the military. Yeah. We'd be the singer. Can we, like,
2: sing or We'll something. entertain everyone, yeah. Yeah, Act. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't want a gun. Yeah, no, I have no, guns, but I don't you. want to use one. I have
1: them too. Yeah. So don't try to rob me. But
2: they're, they're locked up.
1: Yeah. So. I prefer not to use them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unless I have to. Hmm.
1: So we will not hesitate. Yeah, but that's why we also have dogs. Just a little thread there. Yeah. For anyone on the podcast no, I'm kidding. Um, well,
2: I posted that I got a new house on Instagram and some guy messaged me and said, Ha ha, what's your address? Creepy.
1: Never no, met him. And absolutely not.
2: I was like, should I should I text him back and tell him how creepy that sounds? Should I
1: report him immediately? And I was Should like, I say, Listen, I have GPS on my phone and I know block. where you live.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Better I just to block. blocked it. Always block. And then I did a little screenshot that's gross. PSA. Things not to do to get a woman's, not that I get hit on constantly, but when I do, I feel like it's creep. saying, what's your address? So gross. So.
0: Absolutely not. No. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by wordpress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. That's bluehost.com/wondersuite.
1: Where do you find where do you meet men? I I don't do meet you men. Think. I don't meet, she doesn't, Um, okay.
2: So I did Bumble in 2019, and that was fun, just meeting other people your own age, you know, that live close to where you do, and going out and having dinner, or drinks, or something, Yeah. Uh, that was fun, but again, I think as an Aquarius, I'm looking for something deeper, I don't want, but I also think that's our generational issue, is that we all are seeking something deep, but we're also superficial well, we're all
1: social and
2: we okay. we we want that deep connection now we don't want the without work being deep to get there
1: ouch yeah honestly yeah. i could see that i think so i'm married to someone who's much older maybe that's, that that works for me
2: when well, i've dated older. maybe you need to date someone older well i did i actually went on this one date and um he's very handsome he was about 12 years older than i am and the whole way home, he's like, well, this was so great. I'd love to see you again. You want to go out sometime? Sure. What okay. would you like to do? I don't know. We can talk about it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, great. And, and then he texts me when he got home saying thanks again for tonight. See, I had a great time. See, this is the kind of gentlemanly
1: behavior, green well, lights. Well green, I knew. He's I like, know you're about <laughs> to say something bad. That's why I'm trying to build.
2: <laughs> Just, it, it all seemed like green lights to me. Of course. Like, I had a great time. You know, think about what you want to do next time. Totally ghosted me after that. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay, so we can't call it ghosting. We weren't in a relationship. Never heard from, but here's the I thing. I still call it ghosting, though. If you though. don't want to go out again, then don't say, I had a great time. Why would you I'd say love all to that see you stuff? Again. What do you want to do next time? I can make that happen. Do you know what
1: I feel like? I feel like he had a girlfriend or something.
2: I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> but I do know Because I'm... what
1: would be your motivation to say all that? I think he maybe had a girlfriend and he got caught doing a bunch of that stuff. It could be. True. That's what I think, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. No one would be that committed, especially, especially like a sleazebag. They just, I just think he probably was in a relationship. Yeah,
2: I just, I thank God every time it doesn't work out for yes. keeping me protected from crazy pants men. Absolutely. Um While I'm waiting for the right one, the right one. for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Um, but I would also say that I am, I'm, I'm bold enough as a woman. I text him maybe three days later and mm-hmm. just said, hey, I had a great time. If you're still wanting to get together again, we should go out. And he said, yeah, I'm just busy with work. I'll get back with you. It never hurt. So at that point, I knew.
1: Yeah, at that know, point, you're just like.
2: Because I do know sometimes guys can be insecure, and maybe they don't know how you feel. But
1: yeah, time, everyone can be, right? Women, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you're like, you gave him a, a chance.
2: There was just a little. and but You I opened mean,
1: the door to yeah. see.
2: If they don't reciprocate, then. Then, gonna, then he might be
1: married. <laughs> just saying.
2: Yeah, but you I probably dodged a
1: bullet with that one. Yeah, it's just weird behavior. That's shady. It that's was. like not a good guy. Anyone who would like ghost or do weird stuff, I'm just like totally like what you said. Um, where you're just like, okay, glad that I missed that, like dodge that bullet yeah. because it would have just been deeper into the relationship and you would have realized that he's a sleaze. Yeah, I used to. I've been there before. Before I met my husband, so I was born on the ninth, just like you, yeah. and you guys know that I do birthday numerology and astrology stuff, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that. But people born on the ninth, the ninth is a day of transformation. And so people born on the ninth, you know, they they say like, oh, the cat has nine lives. And like, but that is like nine energy. Mm -hmm. We have lived and we continue to live many lives in one life. So we have several chapters which means it's kind of like a heavy karma, but we're supposed to be like the friend to all. And we're supposed to be able to relate to all different walks of life and different types of people, which is why we experience many different, it's almost like many different incarnations in one life.
2: Yeah. And I totally feel that too. And I remember being younger thinking I have prep. So this showing my age, because I don't think younger generations, do they know what preps are? Do they have prep still?
1: Perhaps like like prep. Prep,
2: preppy kids.
1: Like, oh, I think so. Really? Yeah, so preps. Like, you guys know what we're talking about.
2: Someone said they didn't know what preps were, and I'm like, you don't... So preps, mm. goths, um, yeah. you know, the the jocks. The, I know the what you're talking kids. about. That shows my age. Yeah, I know. I feel like I was friends with all of them in middle school and high school.
1: Nine energy, yeah. Um, and Aquarius energy. Yeah. Because Aquarians are also like... So you have double energy in... So Okay, so the Aquarians are like the sign of like brotherly love and like the, con- like the collective. So you guys connect to people in a very global way. So like what you were saying about community and all that, like that's so in line with like your purpose and, and you're just, you're meant to be an innovator. You're meant to break the mold. That's the Aquarius thing. And you're meant to inspire people through doing that and through having compassion for the collective, like for all people. Yeah. so you you put that out there into the universe and then you add the nine which nine energy is the same way in numerology so you're like you're double
2: yeah I, that i feel the pressure of double do you yeah
1: uh, but i'm sorry you feel the pressure
2: but again it's like what's normal and what is just like our life experience like i have right. a friend who's a stylist and she helps me during the fair because i don't have Fun. time to go find 500 red and yellow outfits right and I was oh that's her, fun though yeah I was, well she the loves it too because she comes over with like this cart full of like red and yellow clothes and
1: that was so showing, fun
2: the other day, so I moved I just got a new house and I'm going through boxes and I'm showing her all these different clothes from these different like lifestyles that I had like mm-hmm. back when I was hunting and fishing a lot and I was like oh here's my miss me jeans you know yeah and i know what you're like here i have a blue jean jacket that's abercrombie from when i was 17 and i still have it still wear it i still like it yeah it's it's so cute but i know like trends come and go and right right you know but i do feel like there's been a lot of transition that's happened but again hopefully as an adult when we grow old we're supposed to change
1: Mm -hmm. yeah we're supposed to change and supposed to get better (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like and overcome things and yeah so if if you were to give anybody advice or like advice to your younger self What would you, what would you say with all the life experiences that you've had looking back?
2: Um, I definitely think that when I was younger, my biggest struggle again was like confidence, identity, all kind of going back to appearances. Um, but even then I think it's deeper than that. It goes to worthiness and abandonment and rejection and things like that. And so I really wish that, well, and I did, I had my uh, niece, who's like a bigger sister to me, um. But having someone, when I was then, just say that, you know, again, when I said earlier on the show, who you are right now is who you're supposed to be to fulfill your purpose. It's who you are. You know, we don't want someone we can't relate to, and it's people that I think are relatable that do change the world because you don't want someone that you can't you can't see yourself accomplishing what they're doing. Right? Like, if you see someone who has this perfect life, you're like, well, I can't relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just saying, like, Like literally who you are, if you're tall, short, fat, whatever color you are, whatever goal, dream, purpose you have in mind. Again, not that we can't self-improve, but that's who you're supposed to be. Like to accomplish Ingenbury Fletcher's goal on earth, I'm supposed to be 5'3", red hair, a little bit heavier, you know, that's who I'm supposed to be. And I, and I just use
1: that as i love that amber appear, like appearances that's so that's for so cool really
2: hold us back like they do and that's such a good
1: perspective we talked about it right when you came in we were both like saying that we gained weight over the <laughs> pandemic and like, we I were talking about our you, working I'm out like
2: i just gained so much weight. yeah we weight. didn't even know you each other change. we're just like
1: comfortable talking about it. We're like yeah <laughs> because like truly though yeah. like it's it's something that it does it does affect us and hold us back in ways that it shouldn't like you're so right. Like, I won't do as many things if I'm, like, this is embarrassing to say, but, like, if I've gone up on the scale too much, I'll be like, ooh, I need to, like, lose a little bit of weight, so I don't want to go to an event right now because I don't look that – like, I don't feel comfortable in my clothes. Yeah, and we miss out. No, you miss out on the connection yeah. and the fun, and, like, and once you're there, no one really cares. Everybody's just thinking about their own insecurities and their own fears, and, and you miss out on the connection and, like, the good times that you could be sharing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I definitely want people to just – um you know, whatever they're facing. Um, just who are you inside? And and who do you feel you are? And what if we could just take like just put blockers onto what you think you're supposed to be and who are you naturally? Because that's who you are wow. to shine. Yep. Um, not with this filter. Uh again, if you wanna color your hair, color your hair. But you don't need a certain color of hair to do what you want to or we can be we can be deeper than appearances. You don't need a degree to do what you want to do. You don't have to belong to a certain you know ethnicity group to do what you want to do. I mean, you can be who you want to be. You just have to believe, you know. And and I think doing it too. Um, I cannot remember who it is. I think it's like Abraham Lincoln. Which, if it's not him, I'll feel really Let's stupid. Let's go back to the
1: classics. He said, "If the it's more not you him, do, we won't. We won't even. We're just...
2: He says, "The more you do, the more you can do." I remember working with an El Centro student at one of the events, and he was like, I'm so nervous. I've never cooked for this many people before. And I said, but look at you. You're doing it right now, and just think, next time you can do something even bigger because you've already gone through this. Wow. And he was like, yeah.
1: Amber, look at you being that nine Aquarius in other people's lives and in our lives right now. That's so inspiring.
2: Well, people needed it, uh, or I needed it when I was young. Yep, same. There were times I had it, times I didn't have it. Yep. So I definitely have that empathy for those that are suffering.
1: 100%. It's
2: exhausting. Stop
1: suffering. 100%. <laughs> You're like, I just want to save the whole world. Yeah. Yeah? No, for sure. Um. Wow. Amber, you have given us so much to think about and you've inspired the hell out of me. I know you've inspired everybody who's listening or watching this on YouTube or on the TV show. And uh, thank you for being open with us and sharing. I know that... I know that it's a lot to have to like open up, especially with everything that you've talked about that you're going through and like in the public eye, that's so much pressure. And it's really inspiring to see somebody who is facing all of these things and just taking their life with both hands and living it full out. Because we can, we all have choices in life. You know, we can, you could have said, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, you could have pushed it away and not taken up the mantle, but like you're out there living it and going through the fears, you know, the challenges, and you're overcoming. And that's really amazing to see. So thank you for being open and, like, sharing all that with us.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I don't feel like I often get to be open more about my life and my journey. It's more work-focused, which is fun, and it, it stays, you know, on on topic. But it is nice to get to kind of share more of what I go through. Um, again, so, so now I don't have to feel so alone in, in the journey of it.
1: Yeah, you are not alone. And it is so... It's actually, I think, really inspiring for everybody to know that you go through the same struggles that we go through. Because I think people put you on a pedestal, I'm sure. And it's really cool to see someone like you still, you know, dealing with the same stuff that we deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what about your favorite parts of your job? You said that you get to do glam. You said that Cynthia Smoot helps to position you. Tell us about, like, some of the glam life of, of Amber.
2: The glam life. Um... I think my most favorite thing, and and I hate saying it because again, I never want to come off like cocky. I always want to be. You're not
1: humble. You're you're so but. nice. You guys, she's so sweet. She's the nicest person.
2: <laughs> but like, I um, I love when I call like, like I'm I'm like I called the electric company like a year ago, and I'm like, oh, my name's Amber Fletcher, and she goes, Fletcher's like Fletcher's corny dogs, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, and she's like, like, oh my god, I love them, and I'm like, oh my god.
1: Um, so, like, wherever you go, it's, like, people but recognize your last there's name. There's
2: oftentimes I go somewhere and I either meet someone or I'm on the phone and they'll make this – like, the other day I was at the OU football game and okay. I met some of the guys up in the suite. We were delivering corny dogs and he was, like, cool. Fletcher, like, the Fletcher? She's like, I'm in the presence of a celebrity. And I'm, like, really, you're not? Um, you're, you should be, like, yes, you are. I just make, I just make really good corny dogs. Um, <laughs> but it – it is really fun to have that's people. That's cool. They get so excited over your name because of what it means. Fletcher's mm-hmm. means corny dogs, nostalgia, memory, yummy, ooey gooey fried food. Yes. Uh, and I get to be part of all of that. And so that's really exciting.
1: That is exciting. And do you enjoy the press stuff? Like, do you like going and like getting your hair and makeup done and getting your stylist? Like, that sounds like it's pretty fun.
2: Uh, it is fun to have somebody do your hair and makeup. Um, I'm just not much of a makeup person at home, and so to have someone do it for me is really fun. Uh, I love getting to do interviews and meet people. Um, the media is kind of, the media is so great to Fletcher's. We get a lot of media attention, mm-hmm. with especially what we've been doing the last couple of years. But I do get frustrated sometimes when you see stuff in the media and it's completely incorrect or in or just not factual. So that's
1: happened to you before? And so
2: that happens yeah. occasionally. Um and it's like do you correct it, and make a bigger bigger deal out of it? And it's like I'll just I'll just let it go. And then you see it repeated like 10 times. You're like, "Oh, I should have said something."
1: <sighs> yeah, but that's that's I feel like that's part of you being graceful with things because like like what you said, you know, having to kind of just rise above some of the drama so that you can keep doing what you do best. I feel like I don't know, that would be so tough, but I feel like that's a really wise decision because if you're spending your day emailing these people back and forth you're not doing what you're here to do which is make the corny dogs have yeah. the fun spread the brand you know when it's just be trying
2: tough. to um, any negativity that Fletcher's maybe does have whether it is our lines or um people get upset because of how much they cost they don't know what all goes into it um we use
1: Mad at you again? So It just cuts off after 29 minutes and 30 seconds each time, and usually I have a camera guy who does that. Oh yeah, but um, we're wearing many hats today.
2: Yeah, no, the hats is thing.
1: Um, Do you want to talk about that too before yeah. we go? Because that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay, so Amber, we were joking around about how we have to wear like many different hats. Like ever since COVID, I no longer have a crew, and we were talking about that, but it forced me to learn how to like, you know do some of my own editing, film, set up the camera, set up the podcast equipment, and now I love it and I take a lot of pride in being able to do all those things. Tell me about you. What have you learned how to do that you never thought in a million years you'd find yourself doing?
2: So it actually started right before the pandemic, but, you know, different hats. So I, you know, I'm a part of the family company. I do the marketing, I do the event operations. Um, one thing I never thought I'd had to, I would have to do is, like, from start to finish, do an event like the, um, the, hard, the hard work, meaning like okay. starting the generator, yeah.
1: turning how, on the How fryers, does one even do
2: this? Turning on the vena hood. I mean, because if you don't do all of these in a certain step, I mean, yes. you know, you could have propane that leaks out or something. Mm-hmm. So I get to wear all these different hats. Um, how did you, you think, learn how to do that? Well, just by, again, trial and error. And okay. having someone show me how to do it, you know, a couple times. But it was so fun getting to learn things so out of the ordinary for me. Now I've always made corny dogs. I've always known how to make the batter. I've always known how to, you know, sell a corny dog. Yeah. But when it comes to like, again, just some of this harder work of that, um, I actually ended up because cool. of that getting to teach a women in business how to start your own food truck seminar.
1: Are you serious? And I would love. Where to did you research. teach it?
2: So, I graduated from Texas Women's, and they okay. invited me to come do this seminar. We cool. so had like 40, 50 women, maybe not that many, 30, 40 women, and I got to show them. Um, the. I wanted them to have a hands-on, like with the food truck, like cool. see it, smell it, touch it, look at the fryer, the generator, talk about propane and permits, and then I did a class inside. Propane and permits, baby. I know. You got, Well, you've got to have in a fire It's the things that you
1: have to... It's like, right? Like we have these grand visions and then same thing with producing a TV show. It's like you have this vision, but then what it really is, it's the, it's the propane and the permits yeah. and like the things that you have to be aware of. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: Oh no, it just, and it was so much fun. I'd like to do another one. Just kind of going over, you know, ins and outs from the difference between a truck and a trailer and generator versus propane or electric. Oh, yeah. and, um, but so getting to wear different hats, whether it's educational, it's office work, it's interviews. It's hands-on starting a generator and operating the fryers. Um, yeah. So I get to do a little bit of everything. Uh, but I would say my favorite is just really being in the truck cooking or just being around people getting to talk with them and find out why, you know, it's their tradition and what brings them
1: back every year. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So you truly have learned to do everything in the business from, you know, getting things started to marketing. to. So you know it in inside and out at this point
2: inside and out but again I always have to say you know there's no I in team because there's so many times that like I'll get a text message and it'll be um you know well there's so many times that things happen where I mean I I can't do it someone else has to do it or I have to do it because they can't do it um and mistakes happen the other day we had somebody do um a delivery drop-off at six o'clock and um we deliver and it was for a wedding at the Nasher, and the wedding the delivery was supposed to be at ten, and I forgot to change it from six to ten, so they delivered it four hours early, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, oh, so mistakes, mistakes, mistakes happen. happen. Yep. I learned from it though. Now I put the right time when I edit something. <laughs> now yeah. you're yeah. like,
1: you take extra time extra. to double check that one.
2: <laughs> extra, yeah, because we had to take corny dogs back because we you know mm-hmm. they're not good after four hours. So okay, so I learned for my mistake, but again, just.
1: It happens, yeah. yep, it happens. And you probably were just like, you know, that's one of those right or left things. Now you're like, you just take, you check one more time or whatever, yeah. instead of getting down on yourself. Yeah. Cause yeah, so many times when we've all done those things. Well, Amber, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, to come over to the studio, to share all of your wisdom with our viewers at Bees TV and on the Bees in with Brit podcast. You're a strong Aquarius woman and it's been really really cool getting to know you better so thank, thank you. you so much
2: I've enjoyed it so much
1: well I hope to have some corny dogs honestly during this fair season I can't wait and for anybody else tell us how they can follow you how they can order their corny dogs no matter where they live give us the deeds
2: Yeah, so go to Fletcher'sCornyDogs.com. We have an event list. We have our catering page. Um, On the catering page, you can, you know, reserve the truck for catering. We can do delivery if you have a smaller party. If you don't live in DFW or you don't live in Texas, you can go to GoldBelly.com or you can go to GoldBelly through Fletcher'sCornyDogs.com. You can order them nationwide shipping. Uh, You can follow us at Fletcher'sCornyDogs.com on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Fletcher's Dogs, and that way you can keep up with just – The brand and where we're going and what we're doing.
1: And what about you personally? Uh, It's Amber Fletcher.
2: Is it underscore?
1: (laughs) Underscore. We're gonna double check because I know you guys want to keep up with her adventures and what she's doing in life. Some
2: woman who I don't know has at Amber Fletcher, and I keep wanting to message her and be like, "Please give me
1: Amber Fletcher underscore." We'll pop it up there on on the screen. And I love your um. Your graphic. Oh, thanks. It's so cute.
2: Um, I did that. It's uh, precious. I did that a couple weeks ago. I just wanted something fun for the fair season coming up.
1: That is so cute. Oh, and we see the puppies. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Precious. Yeah,
2: so it's Sophia and Jack and Finnegan. Sophia, I call her my spicy senorita.
1: Oh, the spicy senorita. because yeah, she's
2: very, very sassy. She gets what she <laughs> wants, but she's also... Mm-hmm. A princess who knows she's well taken care of. Jack is my mischievous um it actually took him a long time to come out of his shell. Oh. I feel like I had him for like eight months before he finally like licked my face. Oh. And I feel like he just didn't know how to be a dog. Oh. I they the people that had him thought that maybe they were kept in kennels. hmm And then Finnegan is just like a bull in a China shop. And he's just And that's the big one, right? He's just floppy. The floppy, he's so cute. He's yeah, he's you throw a ball at him and it just he can't so he's sweet
1: that's so cute yeah well you guys are precious and amber i hope to catch up with you again soon and see how everything's been going for you and best of luck with everything we will be watching and ordering and eating corny dogs thank you so much (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of bees in with brit be sure to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things, follow us on Instagram at TV and check out the YouTube channel for more cosmic content like tarot readings and all kinds of good mind, body, soul content. All right, you guys, I will see you here next week for another all new episode of BeZen.
0: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?